0: You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit HarvestBibleOnline.org. Well, I thought about tonight, you know, as we had so many things going on, and we've had, you know, a busy, busy week, long week, long, everything going on. It's just, as you know, you're dealing with that. But that song is perfect because, you know, I'm just going to title it tonight, You're Treasured, and understanding about the treasure within you. So I want to read you uh, four or five scriptures here real quickly, and then I'm going to talk to you about who you are in Christ, because we've got to still believe who we are. And that's what we're instilling into the kids this week. This whole week is about they're the priceless treasure. And uh, you know that's why whenever we use a, a code word, that's why they just wave their hands and say, "I'm treasured." I'm treasured. And uh, you know, one thing that my grandsons don't lack—they do not lack self-confidence. Uh, they have all kind. They have more confidence than they probably all need. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, but they're you know getting them to understand that you know what God loves you and that you can do it. That God cares for you. But you know, in the body of Christ, we need to know that. We need to know who we are, what we have in Christ, what that means. So I want you to just listen here. You don't have to turn in your Bibles because I'm just going to read them to you and I'm going to share from my heart about this and we're just going to call this, you know, that we're treasured, okay, that we're treasured and we are because God put this thing. 2 Corinthians chapter um, 4 and verse uh, 7 says, we have this treasure in an earthen vessel, That's what it says. It says, We have this treasure in an earthen vessel. What is that treasure? That is Christ in us, the hope of glory. That is the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. And it's so amazing if you read, you know, verses eight, you know, eight and nine, and uh, you'll find out that it says that uh, even though we've got all these things happening, we're not broken. We're not distressed. We're not this. You know, one translation in verse nine says, We may be knocked down, but we're not knocked out. Amen. But we get to rise up. It goes on to talk about things like that. Then it talks about that, but we having the same spirit of faith in verse 13. And that's what I want to get across. I just want you to know who you are, what you have, and grab a hold of some things. Uh, Because, you know, as we get older, we get wiser in one sense of the word. And yet we try to use human wisdom instead of understanding God's wisdom. Amen. We all think that we know things. You know, the older I get, the more I realize I don't know anything when it comes to what God wants us to do comes to the, and here's the thing the devil is always trying to steal our identity he's always trying to get us to identify with a sin he's always trying to get us to identify with something we do he's always trying to get uh, identified with something we belong to over here instead of identification is in Christ all of your identity is in him god's the one that tells you who you are you need to realize that You might have done what they said you did, but you're not who they say you are. Amen? There's always forgiveness. So let me read these. I'm going to read five scriptures to you. and uh, One of them I'm going to read out of twice, but I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Bible here, so it'll be good. And uh, and that is Philemon verse 1 and verse 6 says, "...that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus." In the Amplified Bible, it says, And I pray that the participation in and the sharing of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is ours in our identification with Christ Jesus and unto his glory. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter five verse 17 says this, says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And then verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us or for me, that we or I might be become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. And then Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life that, which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen and Galatians 3.27 says this and this is out of the Amplified it says for all of you who are baptized into Christ into a spiritual union with Christ the anointed you have clothed yourself with Christ that is you have taken on his characteristics and his value amen we could go home now and just shout Let's love the word of God. See, if you're born again, then you are in Christ. And to be in Christ or to be in him, you know, or in whom, in him, all the ones, the in him scriptures change our lives. They change everything about us. And when we get to looking at ourselves from a whole different perspective, just like that song, that's one of the things was really we're doing that song every day for the kids because you say, that song you say, because you, this is what God says about us. We always need to remind ourselves we are who God says we are. Amen. And we have what God says we have, and we can do what God says we can do. Amen. We look at the word of God always always and we've always got to remind ourselves of the goodness of God and what God has put on the inside of us. Most people always they're always and kids do too. We see this even every day. Different ones have different kind of I don't well, I want to be by myself. I don't want to do this. I don't and it's like because something happened. You know, one day they're, whoa, the next day they're, ugh, you know. And uh, so we got to learn how to, you got to, you got to, because something was said, something was happened, and people, then they see themselves as something, well, I don't really fit in, or I'm not here. And yet with God, we always fit in. Hallelujah. We fit in because we make a difference. Hallelujah. We make a difference. Hallelujah. And for our faith to become effectual our faith to become effectual, our faith to become powerful, then you've got to acknowledge every good thing that's in you. You've got to acknowledge who God says you are. Amen? If you don't, what happens is is that we have a, a difficulty in understanding and operating in authority and power. You know, we need authority and power right now more than we ever do. And so if you have brought your Bibles, go to, uh, uh, this is the one I want you to go to. This is the scripture I want you to. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Because we're going to talk about these four things, of understanding these four things tonight. It's just the beginning, you know. Uh, If I told you how many, you know, I went over in this particular series that I have, you know, the In Christ series, I went over and I taught, you know, uh, 12 hours of Bible school teaching to the the school in... in, um, New Zealand. In 2019, we're over there for 10 days sharing three hours, four hours every day, just boom, 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 boom. Not always in the Bible school, but we were sharing in churches and and other places, but uh, they like to work you when you go overseas, you know, and they just sit there and want you to keep going. They just like to drain you, but it's fun because, but this was my, this was my class was in Christ Realities, and my class was to share and to get them to know who they were and what they have, and it was so wonderful to share to the first-year students and really, really uh, get get into them. you know. And of course, and I can honestly say, I just got a call the other day from uh, Rick Fern, who's a real blessing, good friend of ours. He's been here and preached. He said, hey, I, I talked to, because next year, the 22nd, this is their four-year, they're going to be graduating, getting their degrees and going out in ministry. He said, so what I asked, I asked the, the, the fourth-year group, I said, who are the teachers over the last four years that, you know, I, I want to get, you know, just certain ones. Who are the best ones that you Liked. who did you want to do, and how can we do some things here, and I got chosen, so obviously, I did an okay job, so I got to do it again, but I'm not going to be, get to go over there, because it's actually closed, we don't know what's going to happen, I may get to, but, not, but uh, I, I'll do it either, either by uh, Zoom and, and stuff, but we'll get to do it, so uh, I don't know what class I'm going to teach, but it was I was, I was actually honored, I was like, he said, hey, they, they chose, you're one of the top ones, I said, well, thank you, I said, I didn't think I did very good, but praise God, hallelujah, thank God for the Holy Ghost, amen, So in teaching this though, because this class, and I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons this class, this teaching is one of the most ones we got to always remind ourselves. Because how many of the devils always bombarding you? Because, I mean, you could do this if, if, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, you got to take tests at school or you got to take tests at church or not church, but a test at work or just different things to, you know, you got always doing continuing education and stuff and you got to qualify or you're doing or you give a new assignment. It's like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Look at this. Oh, they're going to give me more responsibility. How am I going to handle this? You know, he's always trying to tell you, you can't do what anybody is. And yet God said we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So I'm going to give you these four things because these four realities will help you with your power. And when I say that, that's your power and authority. And those are two different things. And being able to understand our authority to exercise power and defeat the enemy in our lives. But we need to know that we got to operate from these four platforms. Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30, it says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Hallelujah. See, because you are in Christ or because we're in Christ, glory to God, I get Christ's wisdom, I get his righteousness, I get his sanctification, and I get his redemption. Now, it's wonderful to say about that and get shot about it, but it's, you got to understand what does that actually mean. What can I do? What can I tap into to grab a hold of this? See, wisdom, you know, is, is, is amazing because wisdom, this word wisdom is a unique word, and it's wonderful, but it really means that you understand the ways of the Spirit. It means that you understand how to operate in the realm of the Holy Spirit, but you also understand what is true, what is right. Amen? Hallelujah. And what's going to be lasting? What is the right thing to do? What is going to be the lasting thing to do? And what is the truth? Isn't it wonderful we know the truth that nobody can deceive us? Because we've got an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. And that same anointing that teaches us, that same anointing abides within No man needs to teach us because God's anointing in It tells us when truth is coming out and when a lie is coming out. Amen. Aren't you glad, Hallelujah? The Spirit of God. You know these things. You grab a hold of it. It's so vitally important. I mean, Ephesians chapter one, verse seventeen. And that prayer that you know Paul prayed. He, you know he began to pray. And he says, "I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would give unto you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him." goes on to say that the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your soul and your spirit, the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you'll know things, you'll have things. Hallelujah. You'll know what is the hope of your calling. You'll know what is the riches of the glory of the saints. And you'll know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Amen? Wisdom changes everything for us. See, that's what people say. Well, you just think you're so smart. No, I just know the one that is, and the one that is is living in me. But here's also the greatest thing about this wisdom is, is that we have the wisdom to operate in the realm of glory, in the realm of the spirit. We are not bound to just the laws, or not bound, we're not bound just to this natural. We, glory to God, can, can enter into heaven and we can see things supernaturally. We can know what's going on ahead of time. Because while be it, when he, the spirit of truth, has come. And the spirit of truth came. He lives in God, and none of The greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead dwells in you and I. But how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he'll guide you into all truth. Amen. Wisdom is the ability. So he'll guide. And in the Bible says he'll not talk of himself, but he will show you things to come. By repetition and intensity, the Bible says. Some of us, we need to get hit in the head a little bit more than others, but it's good. Hallelujah, we, we grab a hold of this, you know. And remember in 1 Corinthians chapter two, the, the, Paul writing to him, he says, I speak of you not of the wisdom that the world gives, but the wisdom of God gives. That we've not get, got the spirit, uh, you know, over, we've got the spirit of adoption, Hallelujah! that we've received the spirit of God. God's revealed these things unto us. Amen. We take hold of this because when you believe that, see the key is you gotta believe that, you know what, I've got wisdom, I can hand, I can handle this. I know what is truth, what's right, what's gonna last. What's truth, what's right, and what's gonna last. And all right, Holy Ghost, which one what, what do you what do I need to do here? Show me. Open up my eyes to see. Amen. And then praise God, we got James. What James chapter one, verse five says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives to all men liberally and upbraids not. What he means is, that without a second thought, God gives wisdom to you and I. Whew. He has to step down and say, Okay, Lord, give me some wisdom here. What do I need to do? Just take time out to ask the Lord about what goes on. Hallelujah. But then he said, Not only wisdom we've given unto us, but he said, Righteousness. Man, do we need to understand our righteousness. Hallelujah, that we have right standing with God, because righteousness is the platform from which we operate all of our faith, all of our power, all of our authority. All of these is, is connected. But our right to know that we have a right. See, how do you know that you can do something if you don't know you have the Right. I mean, how many you know you look up, all of a sudden you see this big, beautiful buffet table, everything's out there, and man, you're hungry and you're like, I wonder who that's for. Man, I sure, would like to reach, I sure would like to reach over and grab one of those things right now, but I don't know if, if that's for me. I don't know if that's what, because all of us know that sometimes, you know, in our house, they've made the, hey, that's for the party tonight. Hey, that's, wait. <laughs> it's like, that ain't right. But when you find out, hey, I made all this for you. Yeah, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got a right. Amen. You know. it's Because what? Because I got permission. See, I've got that. And see, when we find out what our rights and our privileges, when we find out that we are righteous, the righteousness of God in Christ. See, 2 Corinthians, you know, chapter 5, verse 21 says, he who knew no sin was made sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. We've been made that. We were born into that. We got born again. We were made. We were born righteous. Now we got to learn how to walk in that righteousness. We got to learn how to walk in that understanding what it is because it's so so vitally vitally important. Uh, you know, I like what Isaiah fifty four says. Isaiah fifty four verse fourteen and verse seventeen says, "In righteousness you shall be established; you, thou shalt be far from oppression." See, if you know you're righteous, oppression can't stay. It can swing by, but it can't stay. Depression can swing by, but it can't stay. Okay. You know, you can't. You're going to be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Oh, what about this? Look at all this stuff going on. Hey, a thousand is going to fall at this side, ten thousand is going to fall at that side, but it ain't coming nigh me. I stand up and say, well, see, here's the thing about it is, see, sickness can try to come, but it can't stay. Oppression can come, but it can't stay. Depression can come, but it can't stay. It has no right to be here. It's trespassing. It's trespassing. Hallelujah. It doesn't have a right to stay. Why? Because I'm the righteousness of God, and in righteousness, I'm established. Hallelujah. And oppression is far from me. See, when you understand it, you go, well, you just always, yeah, because I understand my righteousness. I understand what God said about me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God told me he was going to sanctify me and cleanse me by the word, so I've got to have the word. Amen. That's why I look at the word of God look at this and say, hey, look at, look at how awesomeness this is. This is amazing of what God's doing in our lives. Hallelujah. Remember what Paul said in, in Philippians chapter three. He said, not having mine own righteousness. He said, that's not what I'm looking for. You know, he just said, Hey, and I'll, do, he said, and you know, he goes, and be found in Christ. I want to be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Amen. Which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is of God. Your righteousness is of God. Your rights and privileges, your, your, your way of declaring and saying and opening your mouth. You've got the right to declare because his righteousness is your righteousness. Amen. I mean, you know, I've always used this example when because I was on planes and stuff before we had iPads and iPhones and all that kind of stuff, and before we, you know, to put headphones on and totally didn't want to hear anybody, you know, I would whip out my Bible and pray. And when I travel and preach and travel, you know, or whatever I was going mission trip or whatever, and but I'd whip out my Bible. And I remember, I mean, time and time again, people would sit by me and say, and you, know, you could just tell the tension. Just whip out the big old King James Bible, him right there. There it is, man. You know what it is. They're all like, oh, my gosh. And almost all of you say, oh, you're one of those. And my my response is always, and you're not? And you're not? Wow. Wow, that just that shocks me. And then they, they don't know what to do because they're like, whoa. I said, man, I don't know how you I, I don't have enough faith to go. like be like you. I don't have, to have enough faith to go through life without God. Are you kidding me? And, you know, almost all the time they say, oh, no, 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 I believe, I believe in God. <laughs> I like what David Beebe said on Sunday. Well, you know, if he's your friend and you really love God and you really want to, you know, you want to talk about him. That's right. Come on. If he is, if there's a relation, then you want to talk about him. And you're not afraid to talk about him. You're not ashamed to talk about him. You know, I'm not shoving on anything. I'm just reading. I, you know, funny thing about it, I've never had to go and sit down and say, hey, do you know Jesus? I, I, get out. And, and it's, oh, you must be. I mean, I think people looking. you must be a pastor or a preacher. I say, I must have that look. Like, we got that look, I guess. You know, I can be in shorts, t shirt, whatever. And they say, oh, you're a preacher. I'm like, <laughs> guess I got that look, whatever. I, I plead guilty. I am. But see, when you understand your righteousness, hallelujah. Then you understand Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. He said this, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. And that word "reign" is R E I G N, which means that's we're going to reign like a king. We can, you know, the Amplified Bible says we reign as kings in life. Hallelujah! Understanding that that we reign. Now that doesn't mean we push down people and we make them and they're our slaves. That's not. We don't have authority over people's wills. We don't have authority over people, but we got authority over the spirit that's operating. We got authority over the devil. We have authority over circumstances. Amen. We truly do. See. We talk about we've got to operate. These are these are platforms, these are realities and we get this because listen, we're gonna to need to use our authority. We need to rise and no 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 no. Uh-uh. We have to be like Paul when these guys beat him in that city, and then they found out he was a Roman citizen. They went, "Oh my gosh, we're going to get killed. The Romans are going to come down here. They're going to because we beat a Roman citizen. I mean, that's that's. I mean, they come down. They they have the right to come down and kill us all. And so they send somebody and say, "Hey, just tell them they, they they're free to go. They can just go. They can do." Paul says, "Ah, no way. You beat us openly. You beat us. Out. None of you. You tell them they got to come down. They got to escort us out of the city. You tell them they better come down here. I'm looking for." some some goodies here coming up. We gotta have something here. Gotta be some compensation here going on. See all got shocked about that. No, that's what Paul said. No. He said, no, 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 you're not gonna do this. You know? Because Paul told him, he says, How are you doing this? You beating us and us being Romans. And then they went, Oh And then when they found out that it was really true, they were like, We're all in trouble. And we as Christians, we want to back that way. I don't want to offend. Listen, it's time for us to offend every person we can come in contact with, with the gospel. Not with your actions of being stupid, but with the gospel, with the truth of the word of God. And say, no, listen, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of your junk. I'm tired of your trash. I'm tired of what you say. You want to do that? That's fine but I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, I love that. I always use this as an example because Brother Higgin and John Osteen were in, a, in an elevator together and uh, two guys got in there and they got in, they were drunk and they started cussing and cursing. Big guys, you know, John Osteen, he's about this tall. I don't know if you guys know that. He's about that tall. I ain't a little bitty guy. And then all of a sudden, he stands up right in between. Them. Hey, he says, praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, listen, I demand equal time. If you're going to praise your God, I'm going to praise mine. <laughs> And they shut up. They didn't know what to do. And Brother Hagin just started laughing. He thought he, that was, he's the one telling the story. And uh, it's so funny. But I loved it because, see, we want to get, oh, well, uh, you know, and the only difference between us and them is Jesus. They just need Jesus, they just need to know the truth. Come on, folks, we know the truth. We know how good God is. We know how great he is. We know God's a healer. God's a provider. God's, we know how awesome. So why? We've got to stand up for our rights and righteousness and don't be ashamed to declare the gospel. Amen. Amen? Amen? It's so easy to do. We get all nervous about this stuff. Hallelujah. We do. And I could preach an hour on each one, but let's go on to the next one. Sanctification. Nobody likes sanctification. Because sanctification, means you got to act holy. It's talking about holiness. But here's the biggest key about sanctification. Let me just share that many people miss out on. They just totally miss it. They miss it. Sanctification, the number one thing about sanctification is the ability to be free from sin. Sin no longer has dominion over me, Romans 6.14 says. What does that mean? Oh, well, Pastor, you're saying you never... Sure, I miss it all the time but I know how to get forgiveness and I never let, never let sin reign over me. I know because I've been sanctified, I have the ability to be free from sin. If I sin, I admit it, I quit it, and I forget it, and I go and sin no more. Did you get that? I admit it, and I quit it, and I forget it, and I go and sin no more. And I ask God to forgive me. I do First John 1, 9, and go where to God. It doesn't matter if you forgive me. It doesn't matter if anybody else forget Because if I know God forgives me, sin no longer has dominion over me. It's the ability to be free. It's the ability to rise up. Though the righteous fall, they shall arise seven times. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. you got to get up and have the ability. That's what sanctification does. It enables you to rise from the ashes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. People don't understand repentance. Repentance is the way out. Repentance is the way up. It's not the way down. Someone says, well, how come you give everybody so much mercy? Because I need it. <laughs> I need all the mercy. I I sow mercy every time I can because I need mercy. But see, I understand sanctification. It says, Well, you did this and you say, yeah, I did. Forgive me. Bam. Hey, you know what? We all, you know, we mess up, but I'm not going to let one sin or one thing keep me bound. And Christians do that all the time. They let, and I don't, listen, sin is sin. Don't get caught up thinking one sin is bigger than the other sin. One sin is, sins made me more noticeable than other sins. Okay, but that doesn't mean they're bigger. I mean, isn't it funny in the book of Revelations that it says on the top things, the number one person going to be in the lake of fire, it says All liars. Put everybody in the world in the same category (laughs) because everybody's lied. (laughs) Listen, a half truth is a half lie. (laughs) I knew that'd go over real big. But I want you to get sanctification, okay? Listen, listen, that's what people say. It just seems that nothing sticks to you or you don't get bothered by this or you don't get this. I say, listen, Here's the thing. I'm sanctified. I understand that Jesus Christ has been made unto me sanctification. He enabled me to have sanctification. He enabled me and gave me the ability to be free from sin and condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now, right now, no condemnation. You can't put guilt on me. Cause see as a pastor, I used to have people come to well, Pastor, I just want you to know I forgive you. And then they walk away and run away, and you're kind of like, I mean, know what I did. Have no idea what I did, have no idea what's going on. But it's like, uh it uh, hey, what are we gonna do? So but I don't ever let people say, Well, doesn't that make you feel bad? I mean, don't you aren't you trying to search and see what you did or see what happened? And I'm like, No. No, it doesn't affect me at all. And the people even ask, "Why well, do not you know I forgive you? And I said, well, cool. Hopefully you're free. And they get, well, aren't you upset? I said, no, I'm not upset because I have no idea what I did. And I'm not going to put anything on me. And you're not going to be able to put anything on me. If you're walking around in unforgiveness, you need to get free. See, the Bible says when you bring your gift to the altar and you know you have ought against somebody, don't do that. Go over there and ask them to forgive you. It doesn't say anything about you. Go and say, hey, I forgive you. Not one time does the Bible ever tell you to go tell somebody that you forgive them. Thank you for your yeah. It's truth. If you have something problem, you go and say, "Listen, I messed up. Please forgive me." (laughs) You know. I mean David Beebe was telling me a story about a guy that the worst person he had in one of his churches he was so ter- and it seemed like you know David, if you get to see this, but hey, because he always had trouble but he, trouble with people, and he had a board member that just gave him this terrible, terrible thing, so years later, years later, all of a sudden, he gets a call from his board member and says, "Hey, I mean years, years later, you know ten, twelve, maybe even twenty years later, i forget how long he said he said, but it was so." And he called him up and he said, hey, this is so-and-so. And And he said, I I want you to forgive me. And uh, he said, I'm trying to make everything straight. I've got stage four cancer. I'm dying. And I realized that, uh, you know, um, I was wrong and terrible and I did everything wrong for you. You know, and uh, I want you to forgive me. And he said, you know, he goes, hey, I forgave you a long time ago because if I wouldn't have, I'd be dead. And he said, but I forgive him. He said, you really? He said, yeah. I said, I'm sorry that you walked around with guilt and stuff. He said, but I forgave you a long time ago. And he, and, uh, he said, well, I'm, I'm glad. He, and, but then David said, wait a minute. Don't." He said, listen. Here's what the Spirit, and the Spirit of God told him. He said, listen, here's what he knew. I'm going to pray for you, and you're going to be healed. And he just prayed for him over the phone. He said, and watch. And God healed him. Because it's a situation where that's where it all started because he came against, he was, you know, he just wanted to be, and he was mean and nasty and just being, you know, and, and that's where it all started. That's where the root of bitterness, the root of unforgiveness comes in, you know, and you can't afford to get unforgiveness. See, when you understand sanctification, you understand, wait a minute, I'm free from sin. I can't harbor sin. Unforgiveness is sin, so I can't have any unforgiveness toward anybody. Amen? Can't, I just can't, just can't. That's why people are precious and they have no past and I believe everybody repents every day so when I meet you tomorrow, I'm going to meet you like you didn't do anything wrong. No matter if you just were so terrible, so terrible, so ugly, so lousy. It's like, hey. You know. And I never judge a person on the carnality of one day. Everybody can have a bad day. (laughs) I've had some bad days. I am so glad that God doesn't judge me on my first response. (laughs) I'm glad my first response doesn't have to be my last one because my first response is terrible. Just to be honest with you. You know, if you say, oh, Pastor, you're just, no, 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 no. My first response is so bad you just never get to see it. Thank you, Jesus, for that. My first and second are not too good, but boy, glory to God, I get it right before I get out in public. But uh, you know, I do, I do. But he, that this is sanctify I and I wanna share this has been one of the main blessings for me to find out, to realize that's why I don't hold that's why one says, Well you remember what? No, I don't. Do you remember it? And I said, No, I don't. Now if we go back through, I can tell you all the details and all the things, but no, I don't remember. I'm not gonna allow myself to remember the hurts and the pains. I'm not gonna allow myself to remember all that junk. I just don't. I just don't. You know, it just, it's, it just doesn't work for me. And I keep myself healthy that way. Amen. Let's go to the next one, redemption. And let's close on this one. But, redemption. But it is, redemption is amazing. And when you understand redemption, it, 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 it's so cool. Uh, uh, taking hold of it, I tell you. I, I thank God. Because one of the things about redemption is just to understand, man, I've been saved. I've been redeemed. Hallelujah. I've been redeemed what? I got forgiveness of sin. I've been redeemed from sin. I've been redeemed from sickness. I've been redeemed from poverty. I've been redeemed from second death. I've been rescued from all the loss. You know, all the loss, all the loss, all the loss. And what I think I might have lost, I'm going to gain. Why? Because I've been redeemed. I've been bought with a price. Jesus gave his all so that I might have his all. I mean, when you when you understand that, it changes everything. And we have, you know, if he, give me give some scriptures. Ephesians one seven says, "In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace." Colossians 1.14 talks about that too. You know, when you read Galatians three thirteen, which you've heard me quote that a lot about healing, but it's all about everything. See, Galatians three thirteen says that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree, you know, that the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles and we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Amen so we've been redeemed from the curse of the law well the curse of the law was poverty, sickness and second death so thank God when I got born again I got redeemed I'm not going to die Hallelujah. I'm going to live and I'm going to be with Jesus second thing is I've been redeemed from poverty and I've been redeemed from sickness so in that redemption he bought that it was by his stripes that we were healed and by his stripes we are see I believe those things and I take on doesn't mean sickness won't come it just can't stay it just can't stay I mean, you know, just like I said, oppression can come. It just can't stay. Depression comes. It just can't stay. Amen? Amen. We take hold of the word. When you, but when you understand, wait a minute, no, 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 no. You look at this, that's when something's going on in you. I say, wait a minute, I've been redeemed from this. Satan, you take your hands off my finances. You take your hands off these things. Right now, in Jesus' name, we take authority over that. Amen? Because the enemy's always trying to attack. He is. But when you understand wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, it changes everything because that's who I am in Christ. My life is hid in God and Christ. Hallelujah. So I, I you can't find me because you, you can't separate us. He immersed me in him. Amen. So I'm part of his body. So hallelujah, he's part of And we take hold of these things and it changes everything about our lives. Hallelujah. See, when you understand this, then power and authority is, is, is released and then power and authority is understood because he say, hey, I have a right to. I can tell the devil to take his hands off my body. I can tell the devil to take his hands off my family, take his hands off my finances. Tell him to take, take it. No, no, you're not going to stop. Me, no, I take authority over the circumstances. I take authority over the spirits that are operating. Not gonna, Satan, you have no right to be here. You're trespassing on God's property. This is my church. This is my house. This is my family. This is my... And you take authority and you stand... And the enemy might look like, oh, he might try to do things. You say, no, 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 it's all right. Everything's good because of what God says. Because God said this. Hallelujah. See, when we understand this, God wants us to know this so that we can understand the exceeding greatness of his power. You know, the, the Greek language is so cool because it, 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 it's a very flowery. So it basically, you know, we, our, our English language, you know, it, it tries to pick a word that would actually do it. But when it talks about the exceeding greatness of his power, it's talking about an unlimited power. And it's an ability, and it's an amazing thing. You know, remember in the when he talked about it in Ephesians chapter three, in verse fourteen through twenty, when he talked about the prayer that Paul prayed for them, he said, "I want you to be that you would be, you know, strengthened with all might in your inner man, strengthened with all might." Hallelujah. You know, but when he says that word strengthen with all might, that word might in the Greek means that you have the ability to withstand and to do everything. There's nothing. And when he says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, guess what? You can do all things. It's not hard. You just got to let God do it with you. You say, yeah, well, I don't know how many. You say, well, God, can do it. If, if, I, if you need me to do that, God will do that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And see, here's the thing. We don't have to go through life thinking our own way, thinking our own thoughts, thinking our own plans. We don't have to go through, you know, doing our own ideas. Glory to God. We got the, we got the mind of Christ. We've got God's wisdom, God's righteousness, God's sanctification, and God's redemption. That changes everything. And when you understand, and you get that and you understand that, wait a minute, sin no longer has dominion. No, no, if, if I'm feeling like I don't fit in, if I'm feeling like I'm not good enough, if I feel like, uh, you know, maybe I don't measure up. Wait a minute. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I can't get any higher spiritually speaking in the sense I'm seated at the right hand of the Father, right next to Father God who created all things and the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof glory. Everything belongs to me. I have a right to do and to have and to do everything I need to do. Hallelujah, because of what the word of God says. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, but you missed it over here. Look what you did. Yeah. But God, glory to God, Jesus has been made unto me. Sanctification. Sin, no. I ask the Lord to forgive me for that. It's gone. It's under the blood. It's gone. He put my sin as far as the east is from the west. They never meet. They never. It's gone. It's out in the sea of forget. God doesn't remember it anymore, and neither do I. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, you don't deserve you. You don't deserve any of these things. You don't. You know you don't do it. I know it, but I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed. I don't get it on my account. I get it on His account. Hallelujah! Jesus bought and paid for. Jesus got it for me. Hallelujah! It's mine because I belong to the family. Amen. You look at it; it just stirs your heart. I see you're treasured. Amen. You're treasured. You're treasured. You can because God wants us to have this. Amen. God did it. Back to our scripture. First Corinthians, you know, it's like this, hey, Jesus Christ has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you and love you. Lord, I just thank you. What a, what an incredible, joyful, I just love teaching about what you, you have and what we have. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we are treasured just as we're teaching these kids in VBS, Father. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your amazing grace. My heart is, is that we are reminded of who we are. We're reminded of who we are in Christ. we do have that Jesus was made he made and he gave unto us and he made us hallelujah he gave us wisdom he gave us righteousness he gave us sanctification and he gave us redemption so we've been redeemed hallelujah Lord, I honor you for that and Lord it's all so that we can go out and share and win the lost. it's so that we can share with people around us. the backsliders, all of the folks that are down trying, so many people have been hurt and just don't want to go to they know about God. in fact, many many even believe in Jesus, but it has no effect upon their lives because they're not letting they've allowed what man has done to them to stop them from serving and stop them from receiving all that you have for their lives. Lord, I just, I thank you. I I, I just pray, hallelujah, that all the backsliders and all the people, that you can send your labors into the harvest. Hallelujah. And so, Lord God, if there's anyone here or if there's anyone watching and you need Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life or you need to come home. You're like the prodigal son. You need to come home. You know, I just feel like that tonight. It's just so many that are hurting. Let me just tell you, you need to come back. You need to know, hallelujah, that Jesus Christ loves you and that he's made unto you wisdom. He's made unto you righteousness and sanctification and redemption. And I'm talking into the camera. But I'm talking into that because I just feel and sense somebody's going to watch this. And it's going to touch your life because you're treasured. You are. You're valuable. God's not through with you yet. You think that, well, yeah, but, yeah, people are always the problems. But they're always, many times, a solution to the problem, too. They're amazing. Hallelujah. So the one thing that, uh, you know, I just know in my heart is that... Uh, You know, Jesus didn't do it. People may have done it, but Jesus didn't do it. And Jesus said, if you love him, you're going to love his kids, and you're going to hang around. He told us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. God's got a place. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. So, amen. And that is, I believe that's for somebody there. He has. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God.